Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and as always, I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about the subject of sensitivity. Are you too sensitive? Are you not sensitive enough? And other things along those lines. But before we begin that conversation, as we usually do. I'm very sensitive about tonight's show. Mm -hmm. Today in Mayan is. Five Kib, and Kib is the tribe of the warrior, and Tone Five is taking command. So today is a good day to take command of your warrior. We are well served to have our warrior and our peacemaker always at the ready as our advisor, and warrior not in the form of war, but in the form of personal power, because our true power harms no one. Yes, I was born with a slight spelling defect, and I came in as a warrior. Actually, I don't think so. No. A Klingon. No, I don't worry about anything. Why would I? There's nothing to worry about. A Klingon that worries is called a Ferengi. I see. Okay. That makes sense. And um, what is it? I empower in order to question, commanding fearlessness, which is a very good thing to command. And uh, I seal the input of. I see the output of intelligence with the overtone of radiance, which is another way of life. Uh, everything in the Mayan calendar is modeling for a more advanced consciousness, and we've done this daily for a thousand years now. Mm -hmm. So um, follow the Mayan calendar. The Gregorian one <coughs> doesn't work, and everybody believes it, and it's not true. Yes. So. Yes. Well, on the subject of sensitivity, one thing that I noticed when I was a lot younger, I've always been very intuitive and along those lines of the spiritual, and I found, or I, at least I perceived myself to be way too sensitive as I was growing up. And I don't mean sensitive as far as people saying, I don't like your shoes and getting all bent out of shape over that. I mean sensitive to the point where things can become sharp, like other people's words and thoughts coming out of their head can, can be very sharp. And over the years, I've come to recognize that a lot of people, as they begin their spiritual path, find themselves becoming very sensitive to everything. And it's because we are perceiving thoughts that people have in the same realm as reality. And let me just explain it like this. Picture my two fingers making these circles that this is us communicating with someone else. Then above it, there is another layer of communication that exists in the form of psychic communication, body language, past experience with that person, and of the filter of our own beliefs. And whenever we have a conversation with somebody, this person says something like, no, I'm not mad, but this communication that's going on under the surface or above the surface is saying, yes, I am mad. And what happens in 3D reality is we start saying, oh, well, they're saying they're not mad. I believe they are. I must be crazy. I can't, I can't trust my own instincts. And from that point forward, we enter into a battle with our own instincts. I worked with a guy one time who was talking about his communication issues with his wife. And he said, I feel like I'm, uh, she has this great radar, sophisticated radar system, and I have tinfoil rabbit ears. And I think that happens a lot between male and female communication. The males are typically are just communicating down here, but the females have this other communication stream going on and saying, what are you thinking about? I know you're upset. I can tell your eyebrow just twitched or something. And men 
or that like what's where's she getting this information from? And so we're going to talk about some ideas and some suggestions to get your communication to a point where you can still deal with communication on the bottom layer, but still trust and know that this other layer exists. Sometimes people will have thoughts that they're angry at somebody, but it's just a fleeting thought that goes through their head, and that's not the same as someone literally being angry and having to verbalize it. And so we handle those in different ways, and I'll share some ideas on that as well. Well, sensitivity is a very interesting concept. Um, in, let me see if I can get this point, or I'm getting this point, it's somewhat elaborated. But there is the idea that if a person is constantly talking, they completely lose touch with their environment around them. And, you know, that is, yes. it's a speech disorder where you talk constantly, and in talking constantly, you do not receive. Mm -hmm. And in not receiving, your perception of what's going on in the room around you mm -hmm. on the planet just erodes terribly. And uh, it erodes very well, actually. And the uh, idea of sensitivity is in the same category. In other words, the, um, the, the extremes of uh, way too sensitive and not sensitive enough. And if uh, so, our sensitivity has to be balanced. Uh, sometimes when it seems like someone means something but they didn't say it, it's better just to let that go than yeah, to go into because that puts your sensitivity out of balance by always, so the idea uh, by always over pursuing things and a feeling of powerlessness is the definition of the word paranoia. Paranoia is powerlessness. So the idea of sensitivity being balanced, okay. That, that's my point too. Right, yeah. Yes, that is our point on the show. So the balancing of sensitivity is, is um, once you're in the habit of being like, I can really smell cigarette smoke on people. And uh, because I haven't smoked cigarettes in a very, very long time, uh, because I can recognize it, but then if I smell cigarettes somewhere where there isn't anyone, <laughs> then I'm really being just a little oversensitive in things, and I've gone off that balance point towards why am I smelling cigarettes when there's no one there, you know, versus uh, someone that smokes nothing personal, if you happen to be someone who smokes, doesn't smell cigarette smoke. They, they can walk in t and they just don't. So that's not sensitive at all. So the balance point where you are in the, the zone, so to speak, well, where I, you are aware of your environment without, and just the final point is that once we get this super sensitivity up, we're constantly reacting to stimulus that doesn't require reaction. Well, here, I agree, and that, mm -hmm. that was my very next point. Uh -huh. Too sensitive, not sensitive enough. And my, my uh, suggestion I was going to make is perhaps to take it out of the intellectual, because I feel if we're sitting here saying, am I being too sensitive, am I not being sensitive enough, we're leaving our brain in charge of that, and our brain really doesn't know. And then we're getting into the idea of, I'm feeling like I'd like to react, but my brain is telling me it's not a good idea, and that's the exact combat, that war that I was speaking of. Where I feel we get into a development path that helps us to become less sensitive is to develop our intuitive and our psychic abilities. Because what we become aware of is the stream of consciousness. There is a stream of all thought, all everything, that just rushes by, 
and there's old bicycles, there's barrels, there tin cans floating in that and sometimes those things go through our mind and we don't really know where to assign that value. Does that belong to us? Does it belong to someone else? And so the more we become the spiritual warrior, the more our own field becomes intact. And if you've been watching the show for a while, I used to do a meditation, lead a meditation on the show called the silence meditation where you create this zone of silence around yourself and anything that comes floating past, you translate that and let it become transmuted through the zone of silence in the real message lands here. And that means even though we are aware of this higher dialogue that's going on or these psychic perceptions, we have to bilocate our consciousness to the point where we know what is tangible and going on around us and allow ourselves to behave accordingly in physical reality but not to disregard those other impressions, but to put them in a different place. And that's how I've discovered for myself, and that's what I teach in the psychic development, are some techniques for doing that. Bilocating, yes, I, I often rent locating, yes, mm -hmm. uh, which works the same way. Mm -hmm. So what we, our sensitivity about the other person, so let us say there's some sort of generic person that doesn't particularly understand what's going on. Okay, so if we become sensitive to that, then part of what has to go on there is that that person is stimulating the part of us that's not aware. Follow, what we don't like about the other person is what we don't like about ourselves. That's always the deal. If we were okay with ourselves, we would never notice anything we didn't like about someone else. And so that principle has to be brought into the concept mm -hmm. of sensitivity as yep. well. So if someone is upsetting first person and someone is upsetting me, then part of my brain is retraining itself, not at this point an automatic thing, but in the process of retraining, this is upsetting me, therefore that's some part of me that I don't like. And what I don't like about that person is really being mirrored, it's really being demonstrated by that person over there being that, um, it's a pleasant way to say that, less aware person mm -hmm. than they could be. So then the sensitivity thing always turns out to be me rather than what I think I'm being sensitive to. It always turns out to be me. Of course, once, yeah. Once I can get it, once I can get that up as the automatic circuit rather than having to go through the logic of it to get to that point, every time. Once I can go, oh, that's really annoying. Oh, I'm really annoying me. Which brings me to the language code. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, brings me to the language codes upset. So my brain, that one I've got on automatic at this point in my life. If something upsets me, I know I'm setting me up. Upsets, sets me, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm setting me up. Well, why would I set me up? Well, for a thousand queries in this direction, I'm setting me up in order to pave the way for my next evolutionary footfall, for my next step into a more evolved me. Every time I have ever become upset, and every time I have ever set myself up, it has been to put me in a position <coughs> to assume a greater evolution, a greater consciousness. So this whole process of sensitivity, okay, is our sensitivity to ourselves. And that's the conclusion. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. There we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is the way that works. 
Yeah, well, I, I, uh, I do agree, and I think it's important that we find our center in, in everything. Yeah, yeah. And the sensitivity is no different. If you're going to judge yourself for being too sensitive or for being too insensitive, then you're going to be lost in the battle, the internal war between yeah. being right and wrong. What you do is to understand yourself and to see the layers that you are sensitive. For instance, I've been working with people for many years now with emotional blocks and blocks in their life, and I can pretty much meet somebody on the street, and within the first three or four minutes of talking, I can see a lot about that person. I can see why the behavior they're doing right there, right in front of me, is creating the thing they, th they think they do not wish to have in their life. But when I can bilocate and identify with just what's going on in front of me, I'm able to dissociate from that knowledge unless that person is really seeking out that advice from me or open to it. And I see them on a completely different level at that point. Or if I'm working with them, I step into that other part that becomes aware of some of these underpinnings or these, these subconscious programs, and then I can align with it and see it. We have to gain mastery over our attention. We can't sit there like those tinfoil rabbit ears or that sophisticated radar system and just let that bicycle or whatever that random thought from someone else's head come into our consciousness and get us all worked up on a physical level. We have to let the physical aspect of the awareness deal with the physical aspect of their awareness and the other deal with the other. And this frees us up to actually have spiritual level conversations with other people to deal with those higher things and we don't have to verbalize it. Yes, that's what television is for, getting you upset for someone else's thinking. Not okay. this show, though. Yeah, not us, of course. No, we're, we're in the other place. I'd like to talk a little bit about solar plexus sensitivity, which is that thump in the gut mm -hmm. that I've spent many years in relationship with. And uh, it doesn't go off anymore. It went off mm -hmm. just now. And the reason it went off just now was I placed my attention on it because I was about to speak about it. So it went thunk, saying, boss, is that what you wanted? Yeah? No. OK. All right. We're OK down here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the solar plexus. I'll go take a cigarette break. Yes, <clears throat> the solar plexus sensitivity is this um, really um, uh, ancient uh, body reaction to a uh, uh, situation where your body is uh, getting ready for flight or fight. You know where your body is. So I spent a long time saying that whatever. Uh, is upsetting my solar plexus, I will soon recognize it as the next step in my evolution. The next, uh, in back in the original part of this, it would be whatever this is coming up, it will turn out to be the next healing, you know, so that this process. Uh, so I got to the point where the solar plexus went for years without any um, stimulus of the conscious mind, without that thump in the gut, it just never occurred. Uh, to the point where if it does occur now, then I, uh, it sets off that whole thing about uh, getting myself upset or set up. So it can, because it never turns out to be real because fear isn't real. And we've done that on so many shows, the idea that whatever it is we're afraid of uh, always turns out to be fiction. Well, so that thump in the gut, yeah, I, I agree. Oh, were you going to say more? I, I had more, but I... <coughs> Go ahead, I'll, I'll pick it up again in a minute. 
Because no, I, I don't remember oh, okay. what the next part was. Well, I, I was just talking about that kind of reaction rather than a response. Like someone bumps into us in the grocery store at their cart and we start screaming at them. What do you think you're doing? When we are too sensitive in that line or, or along those lines, it is always connected to an old trauma or pain, always is. If we are overreacting for the situation, that means we are pulling from an older situation that this one is similar to. And so when we start to recognize that everything is happening from inside the house, all the calls, all yeah, the exactly. alerts are happening from inside the house, yeah. then we can take that, oh man, I, really ups I was really upset about that. I'm going to look in and say, what is there inside of me that keeps me reacting that way? And the point is not to beat yourself up for doing that and saying, oh my gosh, I yelled at that person. But it's to look in there and use it as an opportunity to heal. Yeah. The solar plexus, again, is part of that um, gut response. Now, the psychic perception is in a different place rather than the gut, the psychic perception. So the psychic perception has to do with our belief in ourselves more than anything else. In other words, if great aunt, what's her name, comes flying through the room saying, buy some stock or other, you know, whatever that is, then that's um, um, may or may not be. But then if you go, okay, I agree, my intuition agrees with this, I'll go do such and such, okay, then that's trusting your internal thing, even if it has appeared to have been externalized by great aunt Florence flying through the room on whatever means of transportation she had at the time with her hair evidently on fire or dramatically bleached. Yeah, aunt Florence always had a problem with that. <laughs> but yeah. our gut actually has neurotransmitters yes, exactly. and brain peptides and it knows. It, it doesn't have to go through the brain just like our heart does. Mm -hmm. And our heart actually makes decisions nanoseconds before the information even gets to our head. So yeah. it is important to understand that language and if your gut is, is really getting upset, it's connected to something else. Yes, but not necessarily. I'm saying the ultimate thing there is you trusting you mm -hmm. rather than having my gut do my thinking for me, which is throughout history been, you know, I've got a gut feeling about that and the gut feeling always turns out to be right. Yes, true enough, but however, the gut was not 100%, but what is 100% is the analysis as to whether or not you trust it. And that's what I'm talking about. No, that's a very good so point. So you can more or less outgrow the necessity of having the gut thump related to whatever that might be. Well, I, I agree with the gut thump thing, but I just would like to share some uh, sure. uh, experiments that I've done in the psychic development. We really do, I teach people how, how to think, um, gain information from all three aspects, which is our gut, our heart, and our mind. And what that does is it creates a higher consciousness fourth part that resides up above yeah, us exactly. and listens to the input of thought via the mind, feeling via the gut, and emotion via the heart. And all of them may be in conflict in any given situation, so it's not a matter of picking one out as superior over the other, including our mind and our thoughts. It's about gaining that other aspect of us and assimilating all that information into a conscious choice. And there's also the idea of the um, cooperation between the uh, much higher self, not just the spirit, 
what the spirit's connected to on the other end. Mm -hmm. Of uh, course. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that is a place to source information that's very valuable. Mm -hmm. But our bodies are less have a lot aware to of. say. Not they arguing, really just saying that that's, reality. yeah, and that's, but that's not the only thing at all, yeah. as we're both saying, mm -hmm. uh, but conceptually, so. Okay, yeah, I think it's important to look at that sensitivity, that hypersensitivity, and connect it, and use it as an opportunity to, as a tether or an umbilical cord, so to speak, to get us back to the source, and then use that as an opportunity to heal, and then we never have that unhealed gut thump. We actually have a clear signal then. Uh, yeah. Um, I yes, mean, just I a, agree. just one way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then there are the people that we call not sensitive enough, and that can happen too from being shut down. People make an incarnational contract and a lot of times they don't wish to be sensitive because of the past life history. This is the thing. Understanding the past life history and your current life is a byproduct of the past life history. So mm -hmm. I have always thought of it as um, the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> uh, and so on our planet Earth, we definitely have human beings, uh, beloved, that are um, let us say 2.8 rather than three-dimensional people, 2.8. <laughs> uh, and, and no, very Book honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another actually where you no, don't, you I, don't I rate a you. full description. You're never certain what they're wearing. You can never remember, ex well, it seemed like it was uh, sweats. You know, it, uh, the actual, all the way up to leading character, mm -hmm. if we want to do it in that particular way, where there are um, uh, perhaps a chapter of description about the person mm -hmm. uh, before there's any action taken whatsoever. Yep. Uh, and so, okay. so the three and then the, by 3.1 you will acknowledge that you have seen psychic phenomenon. Explaining it, no. Um, uh, believing it and, and changing your life path, no. But having observed it, yes. So 3.2, I've observed it and I'm looking for the next one. 3.3, not only am I looking for the next one, I'd love to know how I managed to come across what I've already come across. 3.4, is there a teacher here anywhere? Could I find someone that would assist me develop this ability? 3.5, yes, I'm, I'm getting it a little better. Now I'd like to I'd like to get my will. I'd like to be able to go, I'm going to have a psychic revelation. I'm going to buy this lot. I'm buying another lot. I'm buying, I'll, three, I'll bet three. That'll be much easier. Three, think, you know, okay, so, um, you know, four, five, 3.6, 4, 4, 1, and so forth, where lucid dreaming is creating your reality visibly, palpably, uh, that you can decide to create something and dream about it and then voila, there it is, and then past that. I don't have to dream about it, I just decide it and there it is. You know, the, the past and so forth on up. You're not gonna find anyone incarnate who's much of five. I don't think anybody's, I know I'm point, I'm five, you know, I'm, I'm fifth dimensional. Yeah, manifest me a pile of anything right there, I don't care what, just make it appear. <laughs> Five what again, please? Yeah, on and on and on. 
But the, so the sensitivity, okay, and how to get our sensitivity to be on our side rather than against us. Well, I, I've observed that when we feel, when we are too sensitive, and here's where we are making our own personal evaluation yeah. about what's too sensitive and what's not sensitive enough. But generally, if we are too sensitive, we're depressed. Because what we're doing is we're taking in data into our system because of old guilt. Think of guilt and old regrets and everything, leaving these gaps, these openings in your awareness. And all these other old tires floating in this river of consciousness is coming in. You're feeling depressed. And you don't really know where you begin and end, and someone else does. And so you take on a lot of things that may not even be pertinent, like whether somebody is upset sitting next to you. And people that tend to run, and we all do this at different times, to be true too sensitive, or not sensitive enough, can become cruel. Because in actuality, it is important for us to become aware of the community consciousness. Meaning, if somebody is standing over here and I'm swinging wildly with a baseball bat, I have to then become aware of my sphere of influence, meaning the, the area around me that I can influence with my behavior. The more conscious I become, the more I become responsible. People that are less aware of what's going on around them, meaning focusing strictly in their own dynamic, is going to err to the side of being cruel that can actually do things that appear very insensitive and irresponsible. People whose field is too big and encompasses other people, you're going to be too sensitive and then you're not going to look after yourself and therefore you're going to be codependent with the other person and not allow them to have their space either. Uh, there's an interesting phenomenon involved which is where you are psychically sensitive to something but then you don't act on it. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. How you bilocate where, yeah. Yeah, okay, and that is just the same thing as not being sensitive enough, not being sensitive at all. No, but there's so a choice. So it is about your, yes, it is about you understanding your own radar set and actually using it as mm -hmm. opposed to going, oh, look, I thought of that. You know, I, I saw that thing coming, I mm. thought, uh, you know, and but you didn't do anything. I know the poor thing got run over by a bus, but still, I saw it coming, aren't I grand? You know, uh, which is equally insensitive as to the person who goes, oh, oh, look at that. Mm. Can they go right back into Well, the, that's why it's always yeah. a matter of awareness. And mm -hmm. it's a matter of becoming empathetically and lovingly, loving yourself so much that the love really encompasses everything in your sphere of power. Yes and that you become responsible with your decisions. And a, a responsible decision includes others and includes yourself, and it's always a win-win. Irresponsible decisions over-include too many people, and it's a lose-lose, or includes not enough, and it's a lose-lose. So the word My alert, opinion only. Yeah, yeah, the word alert is what we're talking about. You know, the, the uh, aware Conscious. and, yeah, as another form of consciousness mm -hmm. is being alert. Mm -hmm. where you realize, gee, I, ha I will step into this to create a better reality rather than it's, just observing yeah. or not, not observing at all. Because mm -hmm. seeing it but doing nothing about it is essentially the same thing. Mm -hmm. So our movement forward. Everything's a movement forward. Yes, Even that's true. Even a movement true. backward is a movement Falling forward. Falling on your face is moving forward, yes. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Mm -hmm. All the way and around. And I think uh, the fact is, is we do move forward, but I think the obsession with having to move forward <laughs> creates a lot of 
uh, no, that's that same insensitivity. Having mm -hmm. to move forward is very insensitive. Okay, well let's let's start applying this. And if there are viewers out there that would like to call in and talk about areas of your life that you feel you're too sensitive or that you feel very disconnected yeah, with, idea. let's talk about it because we can give some real suggestions to people to help well, them to go and to dream interpretation also. Well, just what I heard in the ether, and I acted. Okay. Yeah, we can do dream interpretation. I, I think this is a very valuable subject because I think this affects everybody daily uh, on a daily basis. Yes. We are so preoccupied with what we think other people are thinking about us or a danger zone or we are taking on way too much emotional and physical responsibility and it's, it's really declining the quality of life. Mm -hmm. And we become so unconscious that we're no longer really perceiving any, any moment things that are happening in the moment. Exactly. Because we are so busy w worrying about what we're going to do tomorrow or the next day or what our boss is Which thinking is about us or that project that we're not getting a good quality of sleep. We're not getting anything. So it's important to understand where where yeah. is my sphere of responsibility. Same thing as being insensitive. And that sometimes yeah. compassion says no. And yeah. sometimes it says yes and that mm. we are both of these things. We and, are yin and yin. And when to let go of these things. That's a very important part mm -hmm. of it. Paranoia is a feeling of powerlessness, mm -hmm. Good point. and that particular axiom could edit up to 90% of your thinking, <laughs> some people. Some people slightly higher number than that, but yeah, call in. Meanwhile, I've been um, in the lab again, making objects, what else is new, and made, um, this is the appetite, isn't it pretty? It makes me hungry it's to look Russian at. It's that Russian blue, teal color appetite, isn't that beautiful? It is. Let me just place Little Dickens upon. Voila. There we go. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, here we go. You want to turn the whole mechanism to the side so they can see the copper shape of it? It's really pretty. Okay, there we go. And there's the. It's looking at you. Look, it's an eyeball. Blue eyes. Yes, it's blue eyes. Today I am. Amethyst a small point on it. Thing. Yeah, this thing just has a, a gloriousness about it. And for uh, given the season we're in, I put together a bunch of the um, uh, clear quartz, which are always a pleasant idea, at least from my point of view. And we'll put that back there where you can stare at everyone. And here's the clear quartz job. Yeah. Which is, there we go. It's a very lovely piece of quartz. Look at that. Yeah. And you can see the channel that happened to have been off channel. There it is on channel where the light. Do you see a finger in there? Look, there's a finger in that one. Okay. You are getting very sleepy. You will fall asleep Anyhow, at 9.30. <laughs> after the show. <laughs> but come to Ruby Tuesdays rather than falling asleep. Although you can do whatever it is you want, free will and all. But uh, this concept. And so I made a bunch of the, um, not a bunch, but there's been, these guys have wanted to come into existence very much. Um, and I get the feeling it's around this time of year that's pulling these into well. existence. And I switched to elves in the workshop, so it's all become much easier to understand. Okay. Yeah. They're lovely. Yeah, <coughs> these could be used to increase, or, or let us say the word balance sensitivity. Well, balance sensitivity is exactly the point. And it's yeah. about 
inner healing. I talk about this so many times on the show, and I know many mm -hmm. people do not agree with me. Many very conscious people do not agree, but I, I really feel that this is a truth, and I know it's a truth for me. You can force and strong arm yourself into being something if you wish, but as mm -hmm. long as you have aspects of you that are stuck behind old things and in lower consciousness, you're going to be fragmented. And so this is such a brilliant time in our history to open up and really go in there and remove old associations, old beliefs, old pains, so mm -hmm. that you can move forward all as one cohesive being at one with yourself. And I think that the whole sensitivity thing is like X marks the spot. It shows you where to go and what to do. Mm -hmm. Write down five areas of your life that you feel very sensitive in. And I know we're talking about many different ways to be sensitive tonight, but in this particular way, maybe list five things and say, I'm sensitive when it comes to my kids, I'm sensitive when it comes to my car, whatever it is. And then trace those threads back to why, and you're going to do some really powerful healing in your life. Mm -hmm. I know we have a call. Yeah, we have our caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Eleanor. Hi, Eleanor. Eleanor, what can we do for you? Well, you're talking about sensitivity, and I know you often talk about office and being employed and what happens, but I'm in a senior complex and part of a group of maybe 100 residents, and I'm there might be six people that do things and we were decorating trees in each building recently and one of the residents came out who did nothing to help and said why aren't there more lights on the tree should i responded right away and said why weren't you out here to help or should i i just ignored it but it hurts i'm sensitive to a lot of things that I do, and others do, say five others out of a hundred, and I don't know how to handle and not be hurt by it. Wow. Well, that, that person is reflecting back the part of any of us that would uh, just armchair quarterback life in general. So that's, that's, you know what I'm saying, right? Well, also, I think the pain really comes from because I'm a lot, I, I have been through many experiences like Eleanor's talking about. Mm -hmm. So firsthand, I, I remember there was someone that I worked with that was always getting a promotion and she would just leave at five, I would stay late, do all this extra work. Yeah. And then one day I realized I'm not really mad at her, I'm mad at me because I feel that my worth is not as much as the other person, so I had to work double time. Mm -hmm. And so if we go, there, there are many facets to this, but one facet, if we take the X marks the spot of our sensitivity, mm -hmm. then this leads back to a place where you have felt unappreciated in the past. And this is one more person that's now come to rec uh, represent this mm -hmm. energy that, mm -hmm. that you may not be, or that you have to work harder than everyone else, or whatever your own unique thing is. and. I think that you're making that intellectual choice not to engage with her because it's true. On this level, it's just one person uh, totally ignorant that thinks that this just magically gets done and everything's at her beck and call and mm -hmm. that she's living in a consciousness that only goes to right here and not seeing her sphere of responsibility. So you have a number of choices. One is you ask your heart, is it on my path to educate her to expand her consciousness to know that we are all doing this and we're all chipping in. And if that's the case, then you do that with love. And if you have that yeah. feeling of uncomfortableness and pain, then you go back and heal the things that it's connected to. And then you're at that place to say, 
is this, no, this isn't even on my path, and you won't even notice her anymore. And if it is, you will find a comfortable way of yeah, explaining it. Yeah, it's the not noticing. And there is the axiom that whatever I don't like about the other person is also what I don't like about me. Mm -hmm. And so if I don't like the part of me that just blithers in and criticizes everyone, you know, and that is, there's more Maybe than you're one not letting yourself speak up. Yeah, it, it's yeah. all about X marks the spot. What yeah. is uh -huh. the X for you? Yeah, so there are many, many correct answers to what's going on in this situation. So if I don't like the me that is the armchair quarterback that says, oh, you could have done it that way, why didn't you? That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. That's then, another, then another that's thing to look part, at for sure. Yeah, that's the part. And so it, ironically, though, I like that part of me. But, <laughs> but, but, but you know, you, you hit, hit upon something very important because sometimes we get into that regret from our youth that, oh, my mother did all this stuff and I treated her poorly as a yeah. teenager. I didn't do that. That's I feel really aspect. bad. So then we hate or dislike that, or resist that part of us that could be insensitive to someone else. So then our angels come disguised as insensitive mm -hmm. uh, roommates or uh, fellow uh, neighbors yeah. to show us that we are still disliking that part of ourselves. So say I love the part of me that's ever been insensitive and I forgive that part. Yeah. And then that's how you That's let how go you don't the, attract the it anymore. Yeah. That could be your ex. Yeah, and that is the major, major healing that we've done on this show for so many years. And it's all in first person because I was shot and to death and then I recognized that um, the shooting was my idea. And so I love the person for agreeing to have been a murderer. That's a very nasty role to play. I love someone for agreeing to play such a nasty role to allow me to be who I am today on TV and you know all the rest of the stuff mm -hmm. that we do here. Um, so I love that person for being the murderer. And once I love that person for doing that, we were no longer in any way connected whatsoever. I don't have to meet them in the next life where I shoot them. And then they don't show up in the life after that where I've lost my place again and who's shooting who. But, well, you, you know, stepped off the wheel of that karmic exactly. idea. Yeah, by loving eye the person. Eye for an eye and, yeah. and having to be punished and rewarded and all that. Yeah, so that it's just simple decisions right. about what's best for you. So if you love the person that, that said, why aren't there more lights? I love you for that. Okay. Then, then they, they have... They have no traction. They have no connection. There is, you see how this works. Yeah, then in the, the next lifetime, you would be the one saying there aren't enough lights and the person upset. So to and, get and around that. And what we're that. doing is basing it on that moment and what's really true. Mm -hmm. And the three bodies, the, the mind, the heart, and the gut, can tell that fourth aspect of you what's right for you in the moment. And is this on my path? A warrior does not engage in anything that is not on her path. And sometimes educating other people is, and sometimes it isn't. And this is a lesson that evolves as your consciousness evolves. And as you become a teacher and you become conscious of what we are teaching and learning mm -hmm. from each other, in any given moment, you just ask yourself, is this right for me to do? Wow, so thank you, Eleanor. What a great yeah. question. True, you got true. us really going. So, And I'm sure you've helped so many people, too, because that... Yeah, a lot of love, people experience that exact thing in their own version. Mm -hmm. We love your question very yeah. definitely. We love you too. Yeah. You're always a, a most beloved caller here, so mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah, call in again. Yeah. Again. I mean, okay, pick, pick up, up and the call phone. in again. <laughs>
That was good. But that is such a good question. Mm -hmm. Like, what do we do on a tangible level every day to become happier? And we're talking true happiness is something that becomes responsible and loving mm -hmm. and not overly responsible. So after we recognize whatever is upsetting us with the other person is what's upsetting us about ourselves, and then we love them for agreeing to play that role of the upsetor so that we can play the role of the person that loves them for playing that role, then that's well, called evolution. It that's is. where you can not have to reincarnate. Well, because the whole point is that you recognize love for everything, and until you do, you'll be back. Well, that's, that's what I used to say all the time. <laughs> that you'll be Bach. I'll you'll be Beethoven. Be Bach, yeah. No, it's true. But let me just add one more facet, which is sure. what I was talking about. Use that as a the X that marks the spot to go in mm -hmm. and find out really where that comes from. Otherwise, we can superimpose that love, but until we go in there and really look at that old thing, that old program, it'll be a matter of constantly having to address it and constantly overcoming it. So looking back and saying, yeah, well, I remember when I was a kid and I did this to my parents and I've been judging myself ever since. It could be something as simple as that. And you just say, yeah. I forgive myself. Yeah. Okay, I see where that's coming from. Because everything has a source. Everything mm -hmm. comes from something. If, if you just disconnect it, sometimes it'll keep coming up in order to point out the way to its source. Yeah. And re-educating ourselves to the point where there is the stimulation that doesn't sit pretty mm -hmm. uh, and that automatically triggers uh, uh, there's some reason I love this person because they are really pissing me off I must therefore really love them or they could not possibly have gotten that much gain mm -hmm. in my frequency yeah. so they are doing they are demonstrating to me something I don't like about me and Absolutely. I love them for having played such a negative role, even though they have no idea well, they course, did any of that. Of course, they gave you such a gift, but that's where you just disengage yeah. from them altogether. And that's and, where... And you look. Yeah. Otherwise, we get distracted mm -hmm. in attempting to love them, and we still yeah. don't get the point, so they got to come as even ever-increasing loud yeah, voices Rather in than life. falling asleep yeah. in the knee-jerk reaction to what appears to be somebody that cut you off. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you true. love them for giving you the opportunity to see, well, I've cut people off, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and this really is tickets to peace. Well, and I know the duck is, is on its way. Uh, but these, these are tickets that to Brennan peace. That and something that, <laughs> Go ahead. Something that you had said earlier that I, I said for years, and people used to look at me like I was crazy, that we have to really love being here before we can transcend it. If yeah. we're saying, oh, I'm done with this life, we're going to be back oh, for sure. Oh, no, that's a guarantee. And, um, okay. Says I think to the me duck. duck. Here come the duck. Here come the duck. Here come the duck. The quack. Okay. There's our dangler. I don't see any holes in that duck. Oh, yeah, it's here's a Virginia one. Duck. Virginia I know it's sacred, dangler. but I got peas. By the way, justice equals peace. Why not go right to the peace? You don't have to go through the door of justice to get there. Just accept peace. Patience. Yes, doctor. Have you ever Actually, seen a doctor a with doctor. no patience? No, they're, they're in welfare. 
I had I actually had a doctor that told me uh, that I was very patient, which I thought was an interesting observation. What? <laughs> you're not a patient. You're a doctor. Just an amusing story yeah. that a, a doctor would point out to me that I was patient. I oh, really? Was, yeah, I but got he you meant because it. you are it had a patient. nothing to do with. I yes, because I'm a I patient. I got you. That person. was very funny. Yeah. Neville actually, was, it was in the process of being a patient to that doctor, and the doctor called him patient. Yes. Because mm -hmm. it was a double, yes, a double something. Unpatient, yes, yeah. on patient, patient on patient. It happens. That was that was uh, interesting. Actually, and yeah, a very keen observation. Mm -hmm. So, do we have? Yes, we have our first call, uh, first caller for this section of the show. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, I'm Aiden. Aiden. All right. What can we do for you? Andy. I just wanted to get a meeting from Mary, and your show's great. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And I think Andy, did she say? Sorry, Andy, it was just a little garbled. Sometimes that happens on cell phones. So. Yeah, and especially if the... Okay, the first card we get is isolation, and it talks about when we feel like we can't express ourselves, that what we tend to do is our, our emotions are like water in flows, and when we're not allowed or we can't express for whatever reason, some of the ways we use to stop that flow is to freeze it up. And this is saying this is your spring of the great thaw from your past. And I, I'm feeling some artistic ability with you. The nothingness is the void from which all things spring forth, but I'm seeing this as an opportunity and maybe even a choice to go off in the arts, either through school or a workplace. And I, it, it really looks like there's a great future ahead of you in that way if you choose to do that. But you would be the one to know what was right for you. But now is a time in your life where a lot of things are intersecting and it's good to make decisions now and that you're not going to make a wrong decision. Just allow the decisions to come to you and keep flowing. And here's that zone of silence that I was talking about where you go in and you just take counsel with your inner self and your inner guides and, and your inner world and take in what you gain from the outside but let the decision come from the inside and this can also talk about being near water and that maybe a trip is coming up my what an amethyst nose you have there okay we have another call hi caller what's your name please hello speak now the person wondering if they're on the air speak now well, I don't know if it's me. Yes, it is. Nope, okay, it's not. sorry. No. Nope. Oh, good. Uh, first of all, I really enjoy your show. Aww. Thank you so much, and I would like to have a personal reading, please. Oh, be most happy to. Thank Excellent. you for calling. Yeah, thank you very much. I was just thinking. I wonder how many people spoke at that moment, <laughs> all over the world. Okay. Right. The first card that I drew is the receptivity and it talks a lot about what we were speaking of tonight where you let the whole you talk not just your head not just your heart not just your gut but the whole you and you become receptive and then your decision becomes a living blossom that just happens it's not a matter of you fretting over anything it's a matter of you just move toward it and I think that you have been open and receptive to new ideas and that's bringing a newfound independence to you. This is about breaking free <clears throat> and starting your own business or breaking free and really taking 
your awareness and your education into your own hands and modifying it and um, making it into something that's you and yours. And this leads you to your personal source. It's like every book we read, we all take different things from it and we apply it in a different way into our own life and we end up with this own unique religion or this own unique belief system. And you're actively pursuing that right now and you're really right on track with a lot of the things that you're doing. So keep walking in that direction. So thank you. That works. And um, well, we have, um, we're going to be doing the uh, show on crystals before too long. Oh yes, yes. Uh, and on the December 29th is our 600th episode. So if you'd like to be in the studio audience, we're going to see how many we can fit in the studio here. If you'd like to come celebrate, maybe we'll get a cake or something. Because 600 shows as telepathic TV in this format is a huge amount. There were mm -hmm. far more shows at, in Arlington and everywhere else. But that's yeah, more it's TV. Really around I think we've done more metaphysical programming than just about anybody in the world. Than Seinfeld did comedy. We have. We could just clip out your comedy. It would be more than something. Yes, we could. Yeah. I don't know about that, but and there's also uh, definitely a joke Fire or two ceremony, a week. new moon, mm -hmm. potluck is this weekend, this Saturday. Oh, yeah. And tarot, and I'm covering the major arcana and how to use the different suits to really understand your life and various things like that. Yeah. And we have a caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Laura. Laura, what can we do for you? Um, I wanted a little bit of advice about um, the situation of maybe enabling and how much it can drain a person, but you want to help a person who knows in trouble and kind of where you draw the line to take care of yourself and try and help somebody else. Wow. Well, there's a mathematical answer to that on this planet at this time. That would be 49% for others and 51% for you from the simple axiom that unless you take care of you, you cannot take care of anyone else. And that's the cutoff point. So uh, personally, I would see you're, you're dealing with the instinct there to assist, but the part of you that would take care of you is deleted in your particular personal equation. Mm -hmm. so, so you have to factor you into this. In other words, uh, while I see that I could give someone my very last dollar, yes, absolutely, and that would be because I would know that much more than my last dollar would come back to me, it's still, you know, a choice you make. You have to take care of you, and then you take care of others. Well, I think, too, uh, that's so true. And it's another way to look at that, or another way to get to that same place, is to say it's always a win-win. And you put your hand over your heart and you say, is this on my path to do? And mm -hmm. how you know. And I'm talking about every decision you make, mm -hmm. not overall. Sometimes you do help, sometimes you don't. But you say, is this on my path? And you can tell because you're funded. Either the money will come, either you can afford it, either you're not drained, you're not tired. It doesn't deplete you or take away from your life. And if it does de drain you, deplete you, take away from your life in any way, then it's not for you to do. And you mm -hmm. can actually be preventing the thing that is even more ideal from showing up. Oh, so that's a rule of thumb yeah. that I find always works. Show her muscle testing really quickly. Maybe that would be a device that would help. Um, well, well, what do you think I could, that? but that, I'd rather spend more time doing that. Perhaps we'll do it on the Crystal Show. Yeah, um, okay. But I think a technique that works more is you and everybody out there can do this, you put your hand over your, your gut, your solar plexus, and just 
un feel the rhythm of it. There's an oscillation or a vibration. It's just, mm, it may not even be anything you can put into words. And then you think about something like talking to your boss or uh, eating a pizza, whatever that is, and then you observe what shifts in your, in your gut. And, now, and after, a while, after a while, you start understanding its vocabulary and what is a, a more positive, affirming thing and what isn't. And then you do that with your heart and then you do that with your mind, and then after a while you'll know. But just go by what makes you feel strong as far as what makes you feel un enlivened. Yes. What were you going to say? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, now, this is a relative, so it's someone who's close to me, so it's kind of a different dynamic. Um. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think that, you know, you can intellectually say, this is, this is my boundaries here. Yeah. I, I'll give them $1,000 a year, come up with some intellectual construct to say this is what I really feel I can do. Mm -hmm. That I feel I, I can afford it, it's funded, but if it starts def like stepping into the territory of money that I need to pay my rent or time that I need to rest, and I know need, I know, but that you oh. feel that your body is requiring, whatever that is, then that's where you intellectually draw the line. And then once you have that as a meter, your body will tell you when you're going over that. There's another one. Uh, all enabling mm -hmm. is compassion. This is true. All enabling is compassion, but not all compassion mm -hmm. is enabling, mm -hmm. which is a very important axiom to get into the thought process because if you refuse to fund this person, they will. Uh, the universe, first of all, the universe is nothing but backup systems. Its backup systems have backup systems to infinity. So if you do not fund this person, someone else will. But it is up to that person to get the funding, not up to you to give it, if you see what I'm saying. I do. Yeah, Thank and you. sometimes if you don't say no, you're actually preventing them from getting the funding. That is really the most yeah, optimal Yeah, because they'll one. have to fund themselves. And even if it is that they'll ask someone, if they're begging on the street, they'll just beg the next person that comes along. If you say yes or no, it's kind of irrelevant because they, they have that one method of funding themselves, which is begging. So you, 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 well, know, you would be begged to death if well, you had nothing but enabling I in your quiver. Go ahead. Um, just be, uh, we're going to be in the show time, shortly. Yeah. But, thank you very much. Uh, sure. Well, thank you for your call. But also the idea of rock bottom. When you jump into a pool, you go down to the bottom, you hit the bottom, and you push up. Right. But often we stop people before they can hit the rock bottom, and then they're just treading water, trying to get back up and keep their head above water. People have to be trusted to know, to know, to let's uphold and salute and recognize the divinity within each one of us and the power that each one of us has to get to where we are looking to go mm -hmm. and that will also assist yeah, instead of sense. empowering their their helplessness by feeling like we have to rescue them all the time so and one join minute. us at ruby tuesdays in fairfax circle provided this is indeed thursday evening mm -hmm around 10 o'clock. Check you're not out the website. Anything. You can do readings with the Inner Wisdom cards and oh, the Spirit Animal cards excellent. and the Psychic Development mm -hmm. game. And I have a few meditations there, which I... And we'll be announcing classes in 2012 before long. And uh, you said already about the new moon coming on mm -hmm. what date? Yes. What date? Do you remember? Saturday. Saturday. Come Saturday if you're not doing anything. And uh, the tarot class on Sunday. We mm -hmm. usually have a lot of fun. Yeah. 
it's almost an all-day thing. You can get more information. I mean, it doesn't yes. have to be, but after the class, we usually hang out and mm -hmm. do more practice. And uh, the new moon is um, seven vegetarian. To ten. Yeah, seven. It's a vegetarian potluck, and there's mm -hmm. more information on the website about it. And uh, Mary has a game that we all play that's really a lot of fun, mm -hmm. and uh, we may invent some other things we haven't invented before. Mm -hmm. It's our joy and honor to take you to the door. Mike's are off. <laughs> <laughs>